0: They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com.
1: This is Beyond Confidence with your host, Divya Park. Do you want to live a more fulfilling life? Do you want to live your legacy and achieve your personal, professional and financial goals? Well, coming up on Divya Park's Beyond Confidence, you will hear real stories of leaders, entrepreneurs and achievers who have stepped into discomfort, shattered their status quo and are living the life they want. You will learn how relationships are the key to achieving your aspirations and financial goals. Moving your career or business forward does not have to happen at the expense of your personal or family life or vice versa. Learn more at www.divyapark.com and you can connect with Divya at contactdivyapark.com. At, this is Beyond Confidence. And now, here's your host, Divya Park.
2: Hello, listeners. This is Divya Park and I'm delighted to share that I have April Mahoney with me. Welcome, April.
3: Thank you, Divya, for having me on your show. I'm honored.
2: Oh, it's a pleasure. So listeners, April Mahani is a native of LA, California. She's an accomplished author, and she has been published in the International Library of Poetry Anthology, as well as she's a winner of several radio and print ad contests. She has also published three fantastic books, Small Statements That Mean a Lot, Utter Magic, and Rico the Seagull making the best out of a mess, with over 10,000 copies sold. Also, Ms. Mahani is a host of a weekly blog talk radio show, and it's called as On the Edge with April Mahani. And it has been aired consistently for past eight years. She's also the founder of a good person production's April producer show's community events, and also performs spoken word poetry at a variety of venues in and throughout the country. So that is very, very fascinating because not only she has been to Toastmasters, but she is doing community work, and she's also supporting a number of nonprofit organizations, and she has created many entrepreneurial endeavors for herself. She is one five star brand ambassador and product demonstrator. She's a motivator, influencer, interviewer, and a good person, which makes sense because I know her. <laughs> so, <laughs> April, you know, we are going to have a conversation so that our listeners can benefit. So, starting out with a little peek in your life, do you remember any remarkable childhood memories?
3: Oh, yes. Uh, I think my aha moment is when my parents and myself discovered that I had a severe reading challenge. I wasn't Mm. dyslexic, but I could not hear the sounds of letters phonetically, so I was being taught whole language, and whole language is memorization. And so, you know, it made spelling a challenge. It made, you know, five-syllable words a challenge, foreign languages a challenge. And my stepfather was so loving and caring, he says, wow, we're going to figure this out. So he introduced me to Dr. Seuss and to writing poetry and Langston Hughes, and one thing led to another, and I started writing poetry and submitting it to magazines, and I started winning and getting checks in the mail and getting accolades and being published. And I'm telling you, it really turned my life around. So, um, it, you know, a lot of times people will assume that, oh, okay, well, this person is, you know, they're dumb because they don't spell, right? Well, you know what? It is a memory and letter placement disadvantage that they have. It's not that they're ignorant or they're stupid. Maybe they can't hear it. So I'm just hoping that people don't assume that and work with people as they see that they may have challenges with reading or spelling, even in their adult years. I'm much better now.
2: Oh, that is fantastic. And, you know, what a beautiful way of taking that learning issue and turning it around and just, you know, joining the poetry. And sometimes I feel like poetry is a lost art. So can you share with our listeners, you know, what was it about the poetry that attracted you and you started writing poetry?
3: Well, I am a visionary and I was a, pretty much grew up an only child. I have older brothers, but they're significantly older than me. So it was a way of self-reflection. It was a way of introducing myself. It was a way of seeing life through another lens. I really looked at you know, the structure of words and how they applied, and use my imagination to create scenes and to understand pain and feel compassion. So it's a lot of power in poetry. It is a lot of power in the spoken word. Um, And so that's why I started doing it. But then as I evolved and became a public speaker, I said, you know what, let me give birth, let me give life to this work. And I stood in front of the mic and opened forms with other people that had hand claps and finger snaps, and it was just revolutionary. It just really changed me. And then when people come up afterwards and they say, oh, wow, I really felt what you were saying. I was there with you. I was moved by what you were saying. That's so powerful. That is really powerful,
2: mm, it is powerful, so let me ask you this question that you know, yes, it sounds like you have kept up with poetry for there are a lot of people out there who have no desire of reading book and sometimes they're on social media all the time. What would be your message to them?
3: You cannot. Be an effective communicator, number one, if you don't ask and answer these six critical questions, who, what, when, where, why, and how. And you cannot gather complete information if you don't go through that process. And so I encourage people to look at all of their resources. Look at what's in the printed word, Challenge yourself. Build your vocabulary. Try to see it through the lens of someone else. Um, Listen to things audibly. It encourages you and invokes your imagination. You're going to set the scene. You're going to be with that person. You're going to feel the breeze. In your mind's eye, you're going to see the colors. Have conversations with people. That is how you learn. That is how you grow by their experiences, by their life challenges, by what they bring to the table, their differences, their struggles, their joys. All of those things are so important. Social media is okay, but you're stuck into the device and you're mirroring a blue light. And it's really not stimulating the brain. I was just talking to some artists yesterday, and we were talking about, you know, the arts are really dissolving. People don't go to plays like they used to. They don't engage in music. They do a lot of computerized music. They don't pick up a violin or they don't play the guitar. Um, they don't get out in nature and walk and enjoy the scenery and the colors. So all of those things are important, still very important as us as a human being as we walk this earth. Things are going to evolve and change, but. Essentially, everything really remains the same. And so I'm hoping that our children and our grandparents have similar experiences in life. I'd hate for them to miss out.
2: Mm, you said it. You know, it's so important to have arts in life. And that's one of the reasons I am participating in something called STEAM, which is Science, Technology, Engineering, Arts, and Math. And the key is that, you know, we are all about raising awareness. So you have talked about A Good Person Productions and all that, and I love that concept. So can you share how did that concept come about?
3: A Good Person Productions is um, a part of my philosophy, what I believe. I believe that all of us are good people, and I encourage people, and I want to inspire them to want better, to do better, and to be better through community, kindness, and education. And I work on it every day. So that's pretty much my mantra. That's a part of my daily affirmation that I say to myself that I am a good person, that I aspire to be a good person, that I want other people around me to be good people. What can I do to encourage them? What can I do to motivate them? What can I do to help them change, and if they don't want to change, what can I help them do to just realize and be comfortable where they are? So those are all parts and characteristics of being a good person. So I thought about it and thought about it, and I said, you know what? Simplicity sometimes is the best. You don't need a big $25 uh, title to give a two-cent message. That is so easy for people to cash in on and that's where I came up with a Good Person Productions, and it has really, really um, suited me well, and people have gravitated to it. Like my brains. You know, I call my listeners brains on my podcast, On the Edge with April Mahoney, um, that I've had for eight years and 26,000 listeners worldwide. But I branded them brains for a very specific reason, because I'm talking to smart people, Divya. I'm talking to people that get it. I'm talking to Mm -hmm. people that are innovators, that are movers and shakers, and they want to make a difference in this world. I want to speak directly into the place where you edit, you process, and you recall the information. That's in the brain. And it's so funny because I have loving followers that if I do a post or I do a show and I don't acknowledge them as a brain, they'll respond back to me. Are we no longer smart people? Are you angry? You didn't call us brains. So they love it.
1: And I love it
2: too. Mm. Now, that is beautiful. Thanks. And I love the concept, you know, that you talked about a good person. And I'm all about kindness. And it's so important that, you know, if we were to do even one act of kindness every single day, it doesn't take time, money, or effort.
3: Right.
2: As you're mentioning, that, you know, you are transferring that to your listeners, and which is so powerful because. You have created a movement, and would you like to expand a little bit more on that?
3: Well, (laughs) you can ask my husband, Mr. Magnificent. I'm always coming up with something innovative. But right now, um, the movement is to help and support women take over the planet, not just our local governments, not just our schoolhouses, not just our homes, but the entire planet. But with that movement... There's got to be clarity. Are we going to be able to remove isms, you know, classes, mm-hmm. sexism, racism, uh, just dysfunction, all of those things? When women take it over, we don't want to take any negative traits. And I'm not saying that those traits are only dictated by men. They're dictated by women. But we really need to have an honest conversation about what we can do to change the trajectory of where we are now. The current climate has set us back 50 to 75 years, and it doesn't seem like it's going to light up. And my goal is to create thought leaders, innovators, motivators, game changers, people that really recognize and show up in the world. It's okay to agree to disagree, absolutely. Could you imagine if every flower in the garden looked the same? Could you imagine if every bird in the sky looked the same? Could you imagine if we all drove the same car? No, we have been provided options and choices for a reason because we all have different needs, we all have different characteristics. And so I want us not to be a transparent, or I don't see this about you, or I don't see that about you. I want you to see that. When I walk into a room, I love for people to see my kinky hair, and I love to look at someone with beautiful blue eyes, or I look, I like to talk to someone that may be sitting in a wheelchair. I want to hear their story. I want to hear how they have been able to overcome and adapt, that is a part of the revolution. That is a part of the movement. It's not just about changing the the, the sex, but it's about changing the mindset and then what are we going to do. But it has to start with an honest conversation. We can't shield away from it. We can't be afraid of it because when we're afraid of it and we don't talk about it and it's suppressed in our ego, then it's locked inside and your driving forces are suppressed, and your intentions are misconstrued, and then you have a whole other set of problems. So we don't want to do that. As women, we want to come together collectively, honestly. We want to show up in the world. We want to do the work. We want to have our feelings hurt a little bit so that we understand sensitivity and what that means. We want to look at people that have more money or less money so that we can understand how to position that vehicle of exchange. We want to talk to people about different religions so that they can understand how their God showed up in the world to them and what you can learn from that. There's so much richness that we do ourselves a disservice by not traveling, by not even going to another part of our own city or our community afraid of what people might think or might say, by not taking your children to the library and going to a whole different section and teaching them culture that way by going somewhere and listening to classical music when you are a folk artist or country western. All of these things enrich our lives. This is what it was provided for. It wasn't to shield us or separate us. It was to unite us and make us blossom like those flowers in the garden.
2: Mm, I love it.
3: Thank
0: you. But
2: then... It brings the question, right, which I'm sure when listeners are listening to it will definitely pop up in their mind is that, yes, women are moving forward and the world is looking beautiful. So in your vision, where do you see men in this equation?
3: I am so glad you asked that question. That's a great question because I am not about emasculating a man. There was two species when the world evolved, you see bunny rabbits. There's a male, there's a female. There's chickens, there's a, there's a, 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 a cock, and there's a, a chicken. Uh, everything has two species, and men have a place right beside a woman. Me, I need to know his skill set. I need to know how to be a hunter and a gatherer. I need to know how to be strategic. I need to know how to be at the forefront. I need to know how to make a decision. I need to know how to be combative in the right way. I need to know how to make the deal and close the deal and make the ask. All of those things. I need to be loved. I need to be nurtured. I need to know how to change a tire. Really? All of these are great gifts that men have donated to the world. There are great fathers out there. There are um, great mentors out there. I have several mentors that have been men. Men do definitely have a place, but right now, That place is in a seat, and women need to stand up and show how we can leverage with compassion, with listening, with understanding, with negotiating, and not backbiting and sneaking and lying and conniving, but to be there, to be a tender ear, to actually hear what people are saying. It's a totally different skill set, listening versus hearing and acting versus reacting And I think that men have, for some reason, forgotten that they had to travel through a woman's portal to arrive here on this planet. There's no other way they could have got here. And so honor that. All men have had a mother. They've got a sister. They've got a daughter. And look at what's going on in the world today. How do you want her to feel about who she is? How do you want her to be able to walk into a boardroom? How do you want her to raise your grandchildren? How do you want her to even be able to cook a meal and to survive? All of these things mm. are important. All these things are important. And there's not such a gender role. I mean, my husband washes the clothes, I cut the grass. You've got to get in where you fit in, Devia. But again, it's not about emasculating one over the other. It's just about changing the mindset and bringing your best tools bringing the best person that you can be to the forefront for the embeddement of the entire humankind.
2: Mm. So this is what I'm understanding, April, is that you know, finding the right fit for yourself, finding that celebration of the other. It's okay to agree to disagree. It's about, as you mentioned beautifully, that you know, there are different flowers in the garden So similarly, we have different personalities, different experiences, and we could never have the same experience as the other one. Bringing it to the table, coming to the table and connecting. And you mentioned something about women as to that, uh, not about poking at each other. So if you were to give tips to our women, what would those be? How can they come together? How can they come together as a strong sisterhood and as you mentioned, you know, standing side by side to men because ultimately, folks, you know, as April mentioned, it's not about gender versus gender or race versus race, but coming together and creating that beautiful world that April has talked about.
3: What I would ask women to do is to come raw. Just come I, with, with no expectations. Just come as your pure self. You know, people say, oh, I'm coming as my authentic self. Well, you better be careful with that because sometimes that's not a good look. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I want you to come raw. I want you to come butt naked with no expectations, no ideas, but I need your listening skills to be turned up to the highest octave possible. I need you to let one person talk and another person just take notes, as if you're a juror in a courtroom. I need for a person to be empathetic. I need for you to actually look in the eyes of another woman and see her joy, see her pain, see her children, see her travels. Look at who the other person is. It's not just about wearing somebody else's stilettos, okay, but it's about walking side by side barefoot. It's about holding each other's hand. It's about being the bridge that someone else can walk across. It's not always being the person at the top. I always say there's plenty of room at the top if you just scoot your fat butt over. (laughs) 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 There's plenty of room for people, but let's just have the conversation. And if you Mm. do nothing else but listen, Listen, and look at how it applies to you or how it could apply to your children or your grandchildren. You know, when you think about the water that's contaminated, think about the food that we eat. Think about our animals. You know, just all of these things. Think about our senior citizens. You know, think of of, of something outside and greater than yourself because we're all going to expire. And then when we get to that great flower bed in the sky... Are we going to come up as a beautiful rose or are we going to blow in the wind like a dandelion? Those are the things I want women to think about when we are building this new foundation. When we are in charge, I want you to think about that. Before you open your mouth, before you make a judgment, before you make a criticism, think about the other person before you think about yourself and watch the results. You will be amazed.
2: Yes, beautiful insights, April. It really helps, you know. So many times what happens is that we take one side and then we are stuck with it. And yep. at the same time, if we keep an open mindset, I love this phrase that, you know, see the forest for the trees and see the trees for the forest. Yep. So I've improvised it, folks, a little bit. But the key is looking at the bigger picture and then at, yet at the same time, when you're connecting with that person, see them as a person with their dreams and pains and challenges. So this is amazing. And let's say as people walk away with this knowledge in their hearts, could you share one practical tip or strategy or tactic that people could start applying immediately in their lives after they listen to this podcast?
3: The first thing that you can do is a recipe for success. Have a bowl of an open heart. Pour in some love and stir it as much as you can. Put it into a hot pan and stick it into the oven and bake it until it rises. Cut it and share it with the world.
2: Mmm, beautiful.
3: That's it. I love it. It's a recipe for success, and I really, really hope that, um, you know, I, I can be an influencer. I can be a game changer. I'm not going to be angry. I'm not going to be distracted. I'm not going to be combative. I'm going to be as loving and as kind as, you know, as I can. When someone bumps the horn at me, I think back when I was in Beijing I would hear them bumping the horn and people would smile and wave and that was so strange to me. But they did that because they avoided well, but they did it because they avoided a conflict. You didn't hit me, you didn't run into my car, you didn't run over my foot. They acknowledge you and they thank you for getting out of the way and letting them know to get out of the way. So, brains, I need you to get out of your own way. Bump the horn at yourself. Next time somebody bumps the horn, I want you to thank them, not curse them out, but thank them because they avoided a conflict. And the more conflicts that we avoid, the better people that we are going to be on this planet.
2: Yes, it's about becoming a good person. So fantastic. I definitely took away quite a few pointers, and I'm sure listeners, you know, you will have a boatload of stuff that you can take away and implement in your life. So, April, thank you so much for joining us, and it was such a pleasure having you on the show.
3: Well, thank you so much for having me, and if your listeners are interested, they can follow me on the World Wide Web. I'm on Twitter, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook. Uh, the name is April Mahoney, and the name of my award-winning podcast is On the Edge with April Mahoney on Blog Talk Radio. Thank you so much, Devia. I think that you're a rock star. You're super smart, and uh, you, just, you just shine. And so uh, people are really uh, in a great place when they're able to connect with you and your listeners and what you bring to the table, too. It is not in vain, and I honor you.
2: Oh, thank you. I honor you, too. And April, just on the practical side, if somebody wanted to reach out to you, Would you like to share an email or website? Oh, sure.
3: You can go to info i n f o at a good person a g o o d p e r s o n dot biz dot b i z. Leave a comment. Leave a question. uh, Leave me something to think about because I'm always open to that. And my brains are
2: as well. That's mm. beautiful. And i got to tell you, folks, you know, April is an early riser, even though she is in California. Today when we were having a conversation, it was I'm not even sure it was not even 7, and I saw that she was up. So she will definitely respond to you, and she is one phenomenal human being. And it was really wonderful to have you on the show And of course, listeners, this show would not be possible without you. So I want to thank you for listening, as well as, you know, reach out to me at contact.divyaparek.com. If you have any questions, comments, or if you want me to bring a different type of story so that you can benefit in your life and you can succeed. So until next time, be brilliant, and thank you, everyone.
1: Thank you for being part of Beyond Confidence with your host, Divya Park. We hope you have learned more about how to start living the life you want. Each week on Beyond Confidence, you hear stories of real people who've experienced growth by overcoming their fears and building meaningful relationships. During Beyond Confidence, Divya Park shares what happened to her when she stepped out of her comfort zone to work directly with people across the globe. She not only coaches people how to form heart connections, but also transform relationships to mutually beneficial partnerships as they strive to live the life they want. If you are ready to live the life you want and leverage your strengths, learn more at www.diviapark.com and you can connect with Divya at contact at We look forward to you joining us next week, Monday, 8 PM Eastern time.